Maybe I'm crazy, but that was the most important Super Bowl we've ever watched. Maybe I'm crazy, maybe I'm crazy, maybe I'm not. Welcome to the Maybe I'm Crazy podcast. I'm Joy Taylor. Hope you enjoyed that Super Bowl. Wasn't necessarily the game that we were looking for, but it did have big time implications on legacies and the Kansas City dynasty, which we will get into right away with Heller and Wit It or Quit It. Talk about the halftime show, the commercials, the pre-show with T and Culture Report, and in high key, low key, we gotta go over some of these more specific incidents of the game and uh, some social media stuff afterwards as well. But uh, I enjoyed the Super Bowl. Again, not quite the game that we wanted, but uh, I can't wait to talk about what this all means. Let's get started with Heller. What's up, Heller? What's going on in Wit It or Quit It today? I'm back in the office. I love that. My mask was on until moments ago, and then I I'll know. put it right back on as soon as I go outside. It's very exciting. I miss um, our sweet little studio. Yeah, don't you miss it? I do. Um, anyway, uh, lots going on, mostly Super Bowl related. Let's get into it. Let's do it. Uh, never bet against Tom Brady. Straight up. Whether facing off with the future of his position or father time, all Tom Brady does is win, 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 no matter what. No matter what. Uh, seven rings is the most, and five Super Bowl MVPs is the mostest. Joy, Tom Brady is the greatest at team athlete ever. Quit it or quit it. He is. He's the greatest team athlete ever. Nice. It pains me to say that yeah. because I'm a Michael Jordan zealot. Yeah, you are. And I felt like I was going to be having this conversation with you guys today. <laughs> And here we are. And listen, I was not rooting against Tom Brady in any capacity yesterday. I didn't really care which way that game turned out. I just kind of wished it was a better game for everyone than it than it turned out to be. But obviously, we can't have the conversation of the greatest athlete of all time, and we can't really have the greatest conver- like the conversation of uh, greatest accomplishments because it, it kind of just starts to get a little smeary. Murky. We know that he is one of the goats, right? If there there are categories of goats, you know, you have Serena Williams, you have Tiger Woods, you have Michael Jordan. Um, Some will say LeBron or Michael Jordan. Um, And then you have Tom Brady. And Tom Brady is in a category all of his own. Now, to me, what's separating Tom Brady at this point from Michael Jordan Mm -hmm. is that we saw Michael go to another team. We saw him leave. We saw him without Phil Jackson, and it wasn't this. (laughs) It wasn't what Tom Brady's doing. Now, whether that's fair or that's to scale, who's to say, right? And it's hard to have cross cross sport conversations. But I do think it's I do think for the for the sake of this conversation of who is the greatest uh, American team athlete, because I know then people want to start getting crazy, and we act you know we're Americans, so we act like we are our own planet. Um, which is a whole other conversation. But for the sake of this conversation, again, we're talking about team sports in the United States of America. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll put Canada in there as well because, you know, we, North sh- America. we, we share leagues with them. North America. There you go. There you go. There you go. <laughs> he is the greatest. He is the greatest. What he has been able to do is go to the, the, the losingest franchise in the history of his sport. Crazy. And in one... COVID shortened off season, take them 
under his wing and turn them into Super Bowl champions. And what he did with the New England Patriots, I don't believe will be duplicated because it was two decades of excellence. And that, that's yeah. very difficult to do. There were a lot of factors there and Bill Belichick deserves some credit for that. And Robert Kraft deserves some credit for that. And Tom Brady deserves some credit for that. There's a, there's a good mixture of, mm-hmm. of stew mm-hmm. for how that happens. Mm-hmm. But as far as what we saw yesterday, it just shuts the door on what Tom Brady's value is to the NFL and to any team he goes to. Now, listen, he chose that team very specifically. He is not, he's a very wise man. He didn't get where he was by being silly, but to his credit, they were not a playoff team last year. And they did a lot of losing over many, many decades of of existence. And he went there and turned the notch. He just, he, he flipped that switch. He did what LeBron did in Cleveland his second time around. Right. Only he did it faster. And it is, and and LeBron impacts both sides of the court. Yep. Whereas Tom Brady only plays one side of the ball. Impacts. Now I will say when it comes to yesterday, Todd Bowles deserves an incredible amount of credit because the Mm -hmm. defensive game plan in that game was remarkable they took full advantage of Kansas City's uh, injuries on the offensive line, and it showed. Patrick Mahomes looked uncomfortable yeah. the entire game. Right. And they didn't make the adjustments they needed to make. So Tom Bowles deserves a lot of credit. Bruce Arians deserves a lot of credit. Also, also real quick, Todd Bowles is not Byron Leftwich, and Byron Leftwich also is not Todd Bowles. Just not the same person. Know. They don't look alike either. Uh, Byron Leftwich, who I was going to get to, <laughs> called an amazing uh an amazing game for tom brady but look the results are the results like you guys weren't winners before he got there and you're super bowl winners now and he's a super bowl mvp at 43 years old in his first season with a new organization after 20 years in the same place there's so many factors that go into this and like you just have to give him the credit he deserves we've never seen anyone else do this we've seen montana come close We've seen Jordan go somewhere else. Um, LeBron is probably the closest to Brady, and I still think he needs to win more championships before he gets put firmly in the same room as Brady. Yeah. Because when it comes when it comes to basketball, you do have an opportunity to win more championships than you do in the NFL. So I do think that that LeBron does need one or two more championships before we we put him in this exact same category although we do know lebron wins everywhere he goes like he's Mm -hmm. proven that but you have bill russell winning 11 championships you have kobe with five you have michael jordan with six like i think lebron needs another one to just shut that door for whatever it's worth tom brady was he was spectacular he didn't need to throw for 500 yards he just took care of the ball did what he needed to do and he is he is just he's just the ultimate winner He's just a winner. And I I don't, I'm not mad at it. Like there was definitely a time in my life where I was miserable because of Tom Brady, Brady. And I just chose to, I chose to grow, you know? And like, I think growth is so important. And when you can accept the reality for what it is and just appreciate greatness when it is exhibited in front of you, then that was not a hard Super Bowl for you to watch. Like if you hate Tom Brady, that was a, that was, that was a tough pill to swallow. 
It's a bad. It's a bad idea hating Tom Brady. I think. I, I agree. I think, they, I, think Listen, I think that's clear. More clear than anything now. Yeah, I I thought the Chiefs would win, and uh, I thought I it would be close. I thought they would score a whole lot more points I than they did. Obviously, not scoring one single touchdown. No, you did. You'd call for the Bucks to win. Uh, By a lot. But yeah, I mean that's. It was, it was a remarkable, remarkable job by Todd Bowles and that Bucks defense. It's spectacular. But at the end of the day, it's Tom Brady's a difference maker. And no one can, to his point, no one can ever take this away from you. Like, you did something that was, I don't even think that it's fair, like, to say it's an accomplishment. Like, we've just never seen anything like this before. Yeah. Like, there's not even a correct parallel to draw. He's just inventing new books and new ideas and new, like, right. spaces of content for our business that, that never even existed before. Like I thought they'd make the playoffs, but he just won the Super Bowl and the Super Bowl MVP at 43 years old with a new team. It's just, when you really think about the scale of it, it's it's just remarkable. The short, the short off season and getting acclimated and everything just just brings the level that much higher. Um, I You know, Tom Brady is the only offensive player, like to your point about LeBron, LeBron impacts the team in the presence that he has, also, he had all those Cleveland ties, so there was a narrative, at least. There was something there for him to hold on to, some familiar faces. He makes the whole team better, but that's partially through his play on both sides of the ball. Tom Brady can't play defense, but the defenders play better. The coaches coach better. And so you're right. There's really no way – like, there's no way to quantify his ability to win on the field, and even harder to quantify is the fact that he can make an impact on the whole team – just by arriving and just a little thing. Did I hear that he texted everyone the night before the game? If anyone else does that, that is the cheesiest thing humanly possible. But Brady and Braun make the process, make hard work and make doing the right thing and being cheesy cool. And I, you know, when I was younger would have all over that. But now that I'm a little older, I think that is great. And a great well, example. Also, I think like, you're right. If it was somebody else, I probably wouldn't think it was cheesy. But I do think there's something to if Tom Brady is telling you, like, you're nervous. It's a Super Bowl. It's the biggest game of your life. Man. If Tom Brady is texting you, like, we're going to win, you're like, okay. Like, if Howard Stern is texting me, like, hey, you're going to crush the ratings. Like, I I sure am. Sure am. <laughs> I sure am. Thanks, Howard. How can you doubt yourself? Yeah. And you can't. You can't when Tom Brady's on your side. Okay, let's go to the other side the losing side, and oh, how the mighty have fallen. Going into Super Bowl Sunday, the Chiefs were on the precipice of dynastyhood. Dynastydom, dynastiness, one of those. Uh, now they face more question marks than the Riddler's suit. Seven, seven of eight bad quarters from Mahomes have me wondering, in the most hate-ass fashion I can wonder, Joy, the Chiefs, uh, the Chiefs should be concerned about the future, win it or quit it. I'm going to quit it, but they, they have some things, they have some things to pay attention to here. Like there are some learns here in that. They got, they're just as close to a dynasty as they are to one and done. Joy. Yeah. Listen, it's hard to win Super Bowls. It's hard to get back to Super Bowls. It's they're, they're very hard to do. That's a hard thing to accomplish, which is why what Tom Brady has done as many times as he's done it is so remarkable and deserves all the credit. I don't think that they're uh, they have anything to be concerned about in the immediate future, but eventually that contract, Patrick Mahomes, is going to start ticking up in the price. It's cool right now, and he structured it that way on purpose so that they have some flexibility. 
Um, and he's a very team friendly guy. So even if they do kind of start to get into a little bit of muddy waters, uh, who knows, maybe he'll restructure it again to keep saving them uh, some space so they can keep winning, which I think is his ultimate goal at the end of the day. Right. And you can't lay that game at the feet of Patrick Mahomes. Uh, dude was an absolute warrior. He's injured, which, you know, no one wants to talk about because nobody wants any built in excuses, but yeah. he's literally having surgery. Like, right. Every, every time he ran, just quickly, every time he ran the ball and they got a first down, it was one of those, it felt like Draymond Green hitting threes. Like you, on the one hand, it gives the team points and it helps the team. But if you're the other team, your game plan is to just wait for that to stop working, wait for his toe to act up, wait for Draymond's basketball uh, or having a backpack on his back, flat shot, be flat. And so it seemed like eventually that happened and Mahomes just had to do too much. Yeah, I mean, he has a, he has turf toe. Like he needs he's actual surgery right after terrible. the season is over. So it, like you can say whatever we want, but like there are some reasons why what happened happened. One, Todd Bowles, had the defense schemed them up steaming and they had two injuries on their offensive line, big time injuries, Mitchell Schwartz, Eric Fisher, that, that's impossible to replace for whatever reason, Andy Reid didn't feel the need to have another blocker, which was obviously a mistake very early on. So whether he just, you know, didn't want to change, didn't want to make the adjustment or what happened there, I don't know, but clearly that needed to be adjusted. They didn't run the ball enough early and Mahomes is injured. Like there were, there were factors in, in what went on in that game. I really don't feel like putting this on the Kansas city defense because it's not like they got steamrolled in the first half and they're like playing from behind 45 points. Like that, that mismanagement of the timeouts on that final drive before the half with the bucks was ridiculous. Like the bucks were going to be perfectly comfortable going into the half 14, six, and you call timeouts and dared them to, to drive down and score another touchdown, which they did. So they went into the half up much more than they needed to be. Like you could have let the clock run out. What are you calling a timeout for? They only have one timeout. Let, make them make that call. Brady made Brady made them make they were they were yeah. thinking too much. Patrick Mahomes is throwing matrix-like passes and smacking people in the face. Nobody could make a play. Tyreek Hill, Kelsey, no nobody can make a play. I mean that pass that he made sideways like how, how do you even do that? So look, did he play a perfect game? No. But I but I'm not laying this at the feet of Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes did everything he could possibly do and could control in that situation, having no time to throw, them not running the ball. He's making these miraculous throws. No one can catch it. They were extremely undisciplined. Yep. All of those, not all the penalties were deserved, but let's cut two of them. You still played a very undisciplined game. So yeah, I, I don't too I'm not, early to be the decider. It just, you yeah, no, I'm not blaming it on the penalties. I didn't love all of them, but I'm not blaming it on the penalties. You right. lost the game. You got your ass kicked and you got your ass kicked by the greatest to ever do it. So there's right. some valor in losing to the goat. There is some valor in that. Like you got your ass kicked, but at least you got your ass kicked by the greatest to ever do it. I don't think it affects Mahomes' legacy long-term. If he has another one like this, then we might, I, we might cook have that conversation. Patrick Mahomes is still great. The Chiefs are still going to be great, but I do think that they really need to tighten it up. Like that was a disaster and you could see throughout the year. I didn't want to really give it the credit it deserved, but now seeing how it went out Super Bowl, you weren't kicking people's asses. You didn't Never. cover the spread, which doesn't matter to anybody except for gamblers, but you weren't, you know, you were not winning these convincing games. these very clean games. You weren't playing your best games and you essentially had three buys. You didn't play the last week of the season. You didn't play your starters. 
Then yeah. you had a buy in the playoffs. And mm-hmm. then you had another buy going into the Super Bowl. So it's very clunky. They really need to tighten it up. Um, I'm not concerned about their future at all. They will be a perennial playoff team. But as far as getting to the Super Bowl, as we know, that's another step up. And they they need to probably invest in some more offensive linemen as well. Like, obviously, those guys are great. And you don't expect those kind of injuries yeah. going into the Super Bowl. But you either had to make adjustments or be more prepared. Yeah, uh, you've convinced me a little bit, but I'm still I'm still pretty pretty concerned about at least how our perception of Patrick Mahomes will be moving forward and the Chiefs' ability to contend every time. To your point, it was a lot of close games. There was no blowouts. They were threading the needle the whole year, and when it came down to the Super Bowl, they they couldn't do it. Um, you know, Mahomes was amazing, but he the guys didn't catch the ball. So you know that's like the the first rule of, of pickup basketball with your friends is if someone makes you, makes a sick pass, like you've got to knock that shot down. So it would have completely changed the narrative if some of those catches had been made, but it shouldn't be that hard. If you're the best team, it shouldn't take Superman throw laying out, which I hope Donnie shows because it was incredible. But we're going to forget about that by the time next season starts um, because of how all this went. And the, and the other thing that's going to happen when next season starts, I mean, you saw they, they went running back in the draft this year. And the whole game, it felt like was decided by Tampa's ability to run the ball to a certain extent, which then opened up their ability to pass. The Chiefs thought, you know, we don't need to pass. I mean, we don't need to run. We've been passing all year. They can't stop that. Well, they did. And then they, they, Edwards Hilaire got going a little bit, but it wasn't enough. So my concern isn't so much that they won't be good anymore. My concern is first the Super Bowl hangover. And then, and tell me what you think about this, they got to become more of a running team. And once they do that, then Mahomes isn't making a play like this every week. And we're maybe not talking about him the same. No, I, I do think that they need to commit more to the run. And I think that that will, that will elongate Patrick Mahomes career as well, That's a good point. because when you are in a situation like this, where you're down an offensive lineman, you scheme it up so that you can run the ball more. They should have just tried to run the ball more. Like at the very least it, it affects the defense. It keeps the defense honest, which they did not do. You're yep. still going to have those pieces. And look, you don't know how long you're going to have Tyreek for like he, his contract's coming up. Are you going to pay him? We don't know. Right. So yes, I agree with you. They do need to lean more into the run game. Everyone has to do that um, at one point or another. And when it comes down to big games, that's generally something that we're talking about. Like they didn't commit to the run. They didn't commit to the run. Like it's, we've, we've hear that story right. all the time. And that's just, that's what they failed to do. Yeah. But started punt, 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 maybe a field goal and then three straight runs from the bucks. And they got, they got rolling and they never looked back. Crazy. What's up, Donnie? What's going on? High key, low key. What's up? All right. High key. There were a few times on Sunday when the great Tom Brady channeled the good Philip Rivers. John with Tyron Matthew and even chasing him down at this one point. Loki, Brady apologized via text after winning his seventh Super Bowl. Hypothetically, Joy, do you think he would have still said sorry if things didn't end up working out his way in the end? No way. <laughs> There's no way he's apologizing for this, especially at that point. Like, no, he's we know how Brady is when he is being petty. We've seen him not go shake people's hands, uh, particularly yep. Nick Foles when he takes the L. So no, I don't believe that he would be as apologetic if he had lost the game. Yeah. Um, now Tyron Matthew has uh, deleted his tweet about it. And he did say that Brady called him something he won't repeat, which yeah. look, 
I don't have a problem with the drawing. Obviously, we know to to your point, Philip Rivers is uh, is not a user of the bad words. So uh, Tom Brady does not subscribe to that same policy. So I do think that if Tyron Matthews is going to come out and say that he called him something, I do think he kind of has to tell somebody. Yeah. What was said? Dangle that out there. Yeah, because it kind of infers that something like cancelable. Exactly. You know. That was that, said, that seed in people's heads. Right. So I don't, I don't like that. Like if he did say that we need to know. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that I like him being around the bush about it, but um, I don't have a problem with them drawing back and forth. We know that Tom Brady does this. Yeah. It's, it's the Super Bowl. Tyron Matthew is one of the best defenders in the league. Right. Um, they got into it. I'm okay with it. Now it was reported that Tom Brady apologized right away and like mm-hmm. said that he wanted to apologize in person, which I think is a good thing because you know, keep that same energy, keep that same energy, you know what I'm saying, yeah. at all times. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but overall, like, I thought this kind of got a little bit more attention than it needed to. Like, obviously, it's a Super Bowl, so everyone's going to talk about it. But I don't think it played any role or, like, gave Brady some extra motivation or any of that kind of nonsense in this game. I just, yeah. I do want to hear, I do want to know what was said. Yeah, agreed. You, you can't just dangle that and leave it unanswered. It's like, well, but, 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 but what was it? I don't know. We'll see. No, we need to know. Yep. All right. High key, the Buccaneers, they have one of the NFL's most diverse coaching staffs with two women assistants and black men at both coordinator spots. Low key, after the Super Bowl, those two black men, Byron Leftwich and Todd Bowles, were naturally confused for each other, despite them looking nothing alike. Joy, even though stuff like this is far from surprising, how is this happening? How did that happen? Well, this is another example of why we need more diversity in yeah. these positions. Um, it was it was very difficult to watch. <laughs> very cringeworthy. It was like, very oh. cringeworthy because from the moment that this person started talking, you just knew where it was going mm-hmm. and no, like nothing was going to stop it. And I, I, I didn't, I just, <sighs> kudos to Bruce Arians. He deserves his flowers. He uh, not that he did anything special by hiring people who were qualified and deserving of the job. But obviously we know the the disparity between white and black coaches in a league that is 70% black players. Mm-hmm. It's obviously egregious. And he yeah. is kind of single-handedly solving this problem for the league. So he, he does deserve, you know, whatever credit is due for that. And he has come out and said like, these are my guys and I just hired the best people for the position. Right. But it does matter. And he's, he is making an effort to do that. And I think that that should be commended because other people are not. Exactly. So, uh, yes, and this, this, this inability from, by this reporter to uh, see the, the difference between Todd Bowles and Byron Leffitt's face. Yeah, man. And if you want to take it a step further, the fact that you don't know who it is you're talking to when you're, in, when you're doing, asking a question at a Super Bowl press conference is really wild. Yeah. But, yeah, I think, I think Bruce Arians deserves a lot of credit. And this should be a good... This should be a good lesson for all businesses, not just the NFL, that you can hire diverse people and have the maximum level of success. Exactly. It's not all about just checking a box. It's not all about just giving people opportunity. It's actually mm-hmm. helping you as well. Um, so I thought this was an overall great win, not just for the Tampa Bay Bucks organization for Bruce Arians, but for the NFL. Agreed. Let's see more of it. I love it. All right. High key. After Brady and Gronk won their fourth Super Bowl together, their former team sent them a couple of very fitting congratulations tweets. Low key. 
What are the chances that this time next year, the Patriots end up just copying and pasting the same tweet? <laughs> no, I don't think the pay- I don't think that the no. Bucks are going to uh, repeat. Um, not that I think that this was like some miracle run or anything. They obviously deserve to be there. And nobody thought that the game was going to go the way it went. Yeah. Um, I, I thought it was going to be much more high scoring from both sides of the ball. Um, mm-hmm. I had a much higher score predicted. So RIP the over, but no, I don't know. I don't, it's very hard. Okay. We all just checked the chiefs down for dynasty back to back. We were talking about a three peak before they even went <laughs> the second. So yeah. It's very hard to win Super Bowls. It's hard to mm-hmm. get to Super Bowls. It's hard to win Super Bowls. You got to be healthy. You have to have everything fall in place and you have to play your best when the best is required. Exactly. Which is what the Buccaneers did. Now they are running it back with a lot of the same pieces. So that is good. And they're going to have their same coordinators, which yep. is amazing. It is. That plays a big role in your success year to year. Um, but the Patriots tweeting this is more about, to me, I think organizations and particularly Robert Kraft as well are kind of paying attention to the fact that like, we remember stuff now Yeah. and the last dance was not very kind to the bulls organization. Yeah. That's a good it point. Was not very kind to Jerry. So, <laughs> you know, you, you may just want to put a little extra frosting on the cupcake yeah, or saying nice things about your former players and you know people that were a part of your dynasties because we're going to look back on on this dynasty on this era of patriots football and how are we going to talk about them how are you going to be remembered and i think that robert Kraft is like you know what i love tom brady i was always supportive of tom brady and i think he was and i think it's genuine but Agreed. You know, just pushing it out there a little bit more like remember yeah. you know this is Wanted, and this is really just like Belichick. You notice Belichick's not saying anything, so it's really actually Belichick's fault. It's yeah. you know, on him that Tom Brady's not there. Remember, he's the GM. He's the one that makes these decisions. So I think that there's a little bit of that going on that people want. You know, just just you know, it is genuine, but like you know, you can mean something and also want people to hear it. Yeah, exactly. It's and that smart. doesn't take away from the compliment, but it, there's there's a little extra motivation to put that compliment that you mean out there. And I think that that's what's going on here. Now, would I be surprised if the Bucks were back next year? No, I just think, you know, the way that football is, I'm not going to start not that. Yeah. Um, but regardless, just remarkable accomplishment. And, and, and now just nobody can deny he's just the greatest. Yeah, yeah, it's a fact. It's, it's a fact. It is what it is. It wasn't a great game, but the, the results of it are all-time, all-time legendary stuff. What's going on the Super Bowl culture report this week? Oh, hey, Joy. So I'm going to start off with her who sang America the Beautiful. But she is an entire mood, super talented. And this girl can sing and play the hell out of a guitar. She is just an entire vibe. Like, I loved everything about her. Um, I also enjoyed Eric Church and Jasmine Sullivan's collab of the national anthem. I mean, you know, when I talked about it last week, I wasn't really sure how their voices would mix, but actually it was great. I loved the like the like the the rock out vibe of that. And then lastly, um, Miley Cyrus, like when Miley Cyrus came out with Party in the USA and 
and you know wrecking ball like those were two of my favorite songs i think she did a great job i definitely heard a lot of pain in her voice and i just kudos to her for pushing through that performance because you can definitely hear the pain and you know like she just went through a divorce but nevertheless like i those were like three of my favorites for the pregame show I also loved seeing Amanda Gorman's performance. Her poem was amazing as well. Uh, Yes. Her killed it. She's so crazy talented. I love Jasmine Sullivan, like, from back when she first hit the scene, like, bust the windows out your car. Bust the windows out your car. She's amazing. I was I was a little skeptical at first, too. I'm like, "Mm." and I'm going to need him to let her get this last notes, please. Uh, but no, it was amazing. I, I, I just, I'm, I tweeted it like all these Queens before the pre-show are just giving me life. Alicia Keys had a performance in the pre-show as well. Um, and I'm a huge Miley Cyrus fan anyway. She can, the thing about Miley is people forget Miley can really sing. She can. Yeah. She's not just out here being wild. Like she can really, really sing. So I thought they did a great show, uh, leading up to the, to the Super Bowl. Yes, a lot of great, a lot of great moments. Yeah, and Amanda Gorman, yes, of course, she is made history, so she did phenomenal as well. Um, so as far as the Super Bowl halftime show, last week I had mentioned that you know the weekend can carry this performance by himself, and I mean he did, and I mean he has a hit, so it's just not a surprise. I thought he did a great job. I I love his voice, I love his songs, so I was actually pretty happy um, with his performance. I think you have to grade it on a curve. Like I thought for sure he was going to have a couple collabs in there. And, but I'm actually okay with the fact that he didn't. People hated it. Like were <laughs> hardcore hating on it. I'm like, guys, he's doing a performance during COVID. He can't do like the normal stage in the middle of the stadium with all the fans. Like imagine if he was able to do that and was able to have collabs. Like it would have been a completely different performance. So you have to grade it on a curve. He's carrying this whole show by himself. So I thought he did a great job. And I enjoyed the choreography on the field as well. It was very clever to have the costumes with the way that they were. And he set it up and it played it all into his song. And everyone thought that he had the plastic surgery, which we obviously he's not going to do. But it played perfectly because now they're all wearing masks. So like (laughs) it worked out perfectly. This is like perfect COVID-friendly social distancing uh, performance. And it gave us one of the best memes of all time when he's in that like light thing going going all crazy uh the jokes are endless so I thought I actually enjoyed it I would give it like a b I thought it was I thought it was a decent performance I think people are being way too hard about it I agree totally agree okay so with the Super Bowl commercials I mean I definitely enjoyed them um I have about three favorites okay the first one was it wasn't me uh based on the song by Shaggy I was happy to actually see him love Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis so that was cute love I just I love that commercial that's one of my favorites but the Michael B Jordan like as Alexa Joy I, I wish I wish Michael B Jordan's voice was Alexa um and I wouldn't mind having him in person either so that was cute um Drake from State Farm Drake's funny to me. I mean, I, I, everything about him, he is just, he has like an interesting personality, but it, he just makes me laugh. So I love that. And then also the last one was the, oh, the Wayne's World and Cardi B. I thought that that was so funny. Those are my, those are my favorites also. I saw the Alexa one with Michael B. Jordan because he tweeted it out before the Super Bowl. Yeah. So it was kind of spoiled for me, but I'm kind of glad because I really like got to watch it and it was hilarious. Drake has a really good sense of humor about himself. Mm-hmm. So that was that was a great one as well and um 
yeah, Shaggy I saw as well before beforehand, but it was it was really well done. What was the other one? Um, oh, Wayne's World and Cardi B. Yes, yes, yes. That Wayne's World one legitimately made me laugh. Like I did not see that one beforehand, and I was legitimately laughing. Like it, <laughs> it was very very well done. The commercials were great. There, were. There's been better years, but I definitely thought like the Michael B. Jordan one was an all time like unbelievable concept for a commercial, and it was so well done. It was so. It well was. My favorite part is when he took off his shirt. I mean, obviously. <laughs> Alexa, dim the lights. <laughs> it's so good. Thanks so much for joining us this week, guys. Make sure you stay safe. Uh, thanks for checking us out. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube. You can listen on any podcast platform, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartMedia, and Apple Podcasts. Follow us on social media at Maybe I'm Crazy Pod and myself at Joy Taylor Shocks. Uh, wear a mask. Be safe. See you next week. Maybe I'm crazy, maybe I'm not. Ooh.